Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone, this is Jayan Sriram and I'll be your host for today. Welcome to another interesting episode of the CII Podcasts. And today's topic for discussion is accelerating growth through technology and AI. Over the last few years, we've been we've been witnessing a massive digital transformation. Today, technology and AI are transforming every walk of life and are enabling people to rethink how we integrate information, analyze data, and use the resulting insights to improve decision making. With the advent of new disruptive technologies on an everyday basis, the way we carry out our day-to-day activities in our personal lives and professionally is undergoing a significant change at a never seen before pace. So what should we expect as we look at the next technology wave? Are we prepared to keep pace with the fast changing technology scene? How are the latest AI applications such as ChatGPT transforming the way we work and how do they pose a threat to the human workforce? To answer all these questions, we have with us today Elsie Singh, Director and Executive Vice Chairman, Nihilent Limited, a global consulting and services company that uses human-centered approach for problem solving and change management. An alumnus of the Indian Institute of Technology and the Harvard Business School, Elsie Singh has been a pioneer in the field of information technology. Previously, he has worked with Tata Consultancy Services as a senior vice president and Zensar Technologies as President and CEO. Thank you for making the time for us today, Mr. Singh, to join us on the CII podcast. Thank you so much. Right. So uh, just to jump straight into it, you know, artificial intelligence is very much the conversation of the moment. Uh, Everybody across the world is thinking about what implications it has for the workforce, how it's going to disrupt various industries. So uh, what should we expect as we look at this new technology wave and you know how will it propel the Indian IT industry in particular into its next higher orbit? So then the uh, artificial intelligence is not something new and uh, like other uh, keywords like virtual reality and others and mixed reality uh, they have been there for a while But the relevance, I think the important thing is why now it has become so much being talked about. While we have been hearing this uh, right from 70s, 80s and so on. And I want to just first touch upon the reasons why it is happening. It's all connected. First thing, the internet and the connections and because the availability of uh, data uh, across the globe, almost peer-to-peer, B2B in any form. And second thing is the cloud, uh, emergence of cloud infrastructure which again makes it universally available data, can be shared from anywhere to anywhere without any loss or anything. And uh, uh, that has enabled, uh, you know, the enterprises to create their own data lakes, data warehouse, data marts and so on now. And earlier, uh, the information technology was used merely as a productivity tool, uh, create efficiency, accuracy, you know, automate the repeatable processes and so on now. But now, uh, data has, uh, the, because the, there is data available for the past years, uh, algorithms can be written to make sense out of data and, uh, and predict things, basically, using the statistical modeling and the, uh, the kind of mathematical models and so on. So, uh, and then uh, also you have been hearing about 
machine learning and so on now which came as part and uh, parcel of uh, you know the the cloud infrastructures so and number of vendors are there which i need not go into uh, they are very well known vendors most of them have adopted cloud and so on and along with it comes the basic machine learning models but to create essentially the ai is in a specific scenario you learn from you know the create patterns from the data and you try to project it in the future and, and then apply some corrections uh, variables which happen in, in time and uh, that's what we refer to as ai uh, artificial intelligence so it mimics what has been going on and how uh, an individual uh, learns and as data keeps getting added the machine keeps on learning more and more and that's what the uh, so the accuracy of the ai model also keeps on improving as the data increases that's the beauty of the uh, ai systems now so lately because data is available connectivity is available and therefore it has taken a totally different uh, uh, sort of role in our lives than it had done before so it's going to be there is going to be applicable across the systems wherever there is data and there is a need for projection there is a, uh, there is something can be learned machine can learn something and then uh, can project for the future that's why ai is going to be used uh, very generically putting this work going to happen thank you so much for that answer sir and i think it's interesting that you brought up that you know ai was originally you know associated with productivity kind of you know the automated tasks that are routine you know kind of making that simpler and it's kind of subtly uh, changed now and you know with all the advances so i want to ask you are we fully prepared to seize the opportunity and keep pace with this fast changing technology scene no i think most of the companies in india they have adopted um especially the indian it companies you know the data capabilities there in many of them and they have got to scale up obviously you know the Uh, understanding of um, uh, uh, you know the cloud infrastructure, understanding of the uh, and scaling ability in all these areas, statistical modeling, uh, you know the new languages which have come in, you know, the, the programming languages which enable the AI to happen. Uh, even country-wise, uh, you know, I uh, I look at the curriculum of some of the ninth standard, tenth standard, and uh, I see that they are being taught now. as some of these languages and they are introduced with the concept of ai and so on which is fantastic to learn which means our undergrads grads when they come out of the college they will automatically have the basic understanding of what is the importance of data what is the importance of you know the learning the language and you know the importance of ai so it's going to happen and that's a good news so um, uh, the thing is i think preparedness wise i think we are there uh, as far as ai is concerned Hey right, thank you Mr Singh um and I want to sort of pivot now to speak about the um well the AI application of the moment which is uh, ChatGPT uh, it kind of exploded onto the scene um late last year but really made an impact over the last few months you know as people have been uh, testing out its capabilities already there are um a lot of fears uh, across many sectors about how many jobs it's going to replace or perhaps you know a more effective way to say it is how many jobs it can aid but i want to get your opinion on this you know how what how do you think it's uh, something like chat gpt is going to replace jobs or change the nature of work let me uh, make my comment on chat gpt uh, it's a it's a absolutely uh, 
master class product you know Kushal about it's a, it's a beautiful foundational product but i'm using the term foundational just the beginning okay so let's not judge it by what it can do or how accurately uh, on many concepts may not come up to your standards but let's not judge that's why i think you will see that in 10 years time frame and that's the so people have been i'm sure working for uh, you know the charity foundation for at least five six seven years and what you see today is basically out of that now and uh, uh, and you can see uh, the beauty of it somewhat if you ask it to write a essay or a linguistics kind of capability and so on uh, as yet i would say that the coding part is very minuscule it's uh, elementary and it's not nowhere at the level of to replace any programmer uh, from any any significant IT company but that's not may not remain so so my uh, my thinking is that in 8 to 10 years time yes code writing will become history it will be written by the uh, something like GPT or and there will be I'm sure many clones and many of the similar uh, products which will carry in the market now now given that therefore the nature impact on the IT companies of today uh, will also change so uh, if the majority of the work is only programming, that must change to more front systems, understanding what the problem is, where the user uh, journey uh, obstacles are there. And you have to become more of a consulting, experiential. And that's where the things like, uh, you know, the uh, VR, uh, virtual reality, uh, your mixed reality and your uh, AR, augmented reality. These are the things which will become almost in demand by the customer. They will want experiential nature of things now. So uh, that's where the growth area for new companies will be. Or the old companies must adopt to more front than back now. So what I mean is then that typically the information technology looks backward. You know, the CIO department is more of an architectural department which speaks to a user community. Uh, and then maybe the consumer community and tries to best interpret through a certain layer. But the room is that, uh, are we able to go and talk directly to the consumers and the users uh, and uh, not merely be dependent on the interpretation of the uh, technology departments who will come and tell us now. So the clear cut path, I think is uh, there in front of all, the, all of us as technology players. And some of us are actually aware of it. We've been preparing for things like that. And that's where things like your design thinking, adaptation is required to understand. In these mechanisms, how do you understand the, interpret the language of the consumer, you know? And then uh, devise uh, these things. And the code writing then may be totally automated. That's where uh, basically the world is going and we have to prepare ourselves. Okay, thank you, Mr. Singh. That was re- it was really interesting answer. I think looking at the architecture of companies and how AI might change that in terms of you know how the company works and how it faces uh, consumers. Um, and I want to ask you, um, how can aspiring entrepreneurs and business leaders leverage this evolving AI technology, uh, leverage the developments in the space, and really use that to uh, to, to advance? So I think that uh, again, I would say that uh, focus on the business, uh, the actual problem of the business. Technologies are enablers. So I think we must not forget that. You know that, um, and and 
to create a com- competitive products in AI space, unless you have an application where you can add value, solve a particular problem, you know, faster, better, and you know, do uh, it better than what is being done, uh, you'll find it difficult to make uh, kind of. So uh, I mean, take the case of uh, products like you know, Paytm equivalent, I'm saying, whether UPI, GPay, and everyone. Else. So there is an element of, I'm saying, uh, uh, artificial intelligence being used. And it's, it's going to be used almost in every application somewhat. So the question is now, uh, it's no longer that whether you are using AI or not. Every uh, application must have a degree of AI uh, built into it now. So that is learning from the data, uh, you know, and uh, has that capability to keep learning from data as it was recorded. So I see that in fact, and that's why I also believe, by the way, that the, the AI record writing, you know, the elimination of, will also create a totally different opportunities which are not foreseen today. And therefore, there might be more different kind of startups and giving more job opportunities. So I believe, I don't think it's going to curtail, uh, AI is going to curtail jobs, but in, in fact, it might add a lot of jobs in what you may not be aware today. You know? So I think it's a very good news. The lake, lake, you know, at one place is going to make life easier for consumers, customers, because uh, it will be able to be addressed directly, individually, what they are looking for. If you're looking for certain information, you're not going to be bombarded with garbage. You'll be just target, being targeted only with that kind of information. So that's the good part. That means the garbage kind of data information, which is we are talking about today, that will not, that, that will get eliminated or at least minimized. And uh, uh, you will be able to focus basically on the uh, your actual problem. So so I see a lot of opportunity for startups in future using AI systems, but focusing again on the knowledge of the business. They must have a clear cut understanding of business where they can add value. And not depend just on the AI. AI is a tool. Right. That's interesting, Mr. Singh, because it, it seems to me that you fall very much under that school of thought that thinks that, you know, we shouldn't fear AI necessarily, but look at the possibilities in creating new types of jobs, uh, new types of opportunities that um, that may turn up in the future. Um, and, you know, uh, given the um, given the myriad challenges that we as humankind face, I mean, we've spoken largely in this conversation about business. Um, but just looking at it from a broader perspective, um, how do you think that um, AI and digitalization will really shape the future? I know that's a very broad question, but you know, if you could take a stab at it. No, no, I'm saying, you know, whether you take a case of environmental, you know, seasonal variations and things like that, they all affect humans. There's no question about it. Yeah, they all are experiencing. So all it can do, I'm saying that prediction ability of all these systems today, in spite of all the research and everything, you know, the seasonal variations is still there, you know, we are not able to do 100% in every part of the world. So I think those areas of improvement certainly are based on data. So the sharper the data, uh, you know, the better the accuracy and that will affect the preparedness of humans in dealing with kind of situations now. And, uh, you know, the calamity is also, if this sufficient of amount of historical data uh, uh, available and and it is available now now if they can be tabulated warehouse could be created that in the patterns could be created to predict 
the future, that when is likely to happen, which geography there. So I think this will certainly, you know, improve the the, the human living conditions and so on. And then, uh, you know, the uh, all, I mean, almost in every uh, uh, social uh, nature of things, uh, it can help. And the basic thing is the awareness of, uh, you know, if it's being taught now at uh, uh, secondary level education or even middle class education, the awareness happens also at the uh, student level. They are aware of, they will be aware of the problems and uh, uh, they'll start using this kind of applications, AI, you know, in their uh, whatever job they are doing. So, what is very important is not the typical role for this IT. I think almost in any area that you are there, you must make use of IT to learn and optimize your own, uh, you know, solutions and, uh, and, and kind of give greater efficiency and predictability in the future. So that's what I expect as a role of. It will be a very universal, applicable across almost in every area of the thing and not be just uh, captive to just technology. Right, Mr. Singh, and as we are rounding out this discussion, you used the word foundational earlier, which I found uh, very interesting. Um, some people think that 2023 is going to be the make or break year for AI. Um, would, would you say, it, would you characterize it as such or would you say it's still very foundational in the sense that we should look at it as things uh, basically making a new kind of start? I'm saying uh, that, that AI, uh, I mean, 23 uh, is almost consumerized, it's given. So that's why I'm saying if it's going to school level, that means given now. So that's already a tool given to you now. Now it all depends on how do you use and what do you do with it. And that's why I'm saying if, if we can master, and in India I'm referring to, if we can master the art of uh, uh, kind of participating effectively in the experiential economy, which in my opinion is what is going to happen in the future, then we can be again a leading player. Now, if you miss that bus and keep on harping on technology, uh, then you have actually missed it. So from a tech player, we must become an experiential player. And across board, I'm referring to not just IT companies, everyone must play experiential. Otherwise, you are running a risk of extinction of whatever business you are in. In every business, the consumer will look for the X experience. And I can play a big role. Thank you, Mr. Singh. And on that very interesting note, we will uh, we will end the podcast discussion for today. Sure. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on the CII podcast. Thank you for listening to CII podcasts.